This is Loli Jane, animal communicator and energy healer from animals-speak.com. And you're listening to Loli Jane Animal Communication Podcast, the show that promises to open your mind and heart to the amazing world of animal communication, energy healing, and what I like to call interspecies therapy. Thanks for joining me. So are you curious about animal communication and telepathy? Today I'll be doing a special Q&A episode all about animal communication and telepathy with some very curious questions and thought-provoking answers on everything you've ever wondered about animal communication. I hope this podcast can give you a greater understanding of how animal communication works and maybe even inspire you to book a session or learn to become an animal communicator yourself. Either way, we've got you covered. We offer sessions and animal communicator training workshops. Before we get started on the questions, let me tell you a little bit about myself. I'm an international certified professional animal communicator and pranic healer, pranic energy healer, and what I like to call interspecies therapy for all kinds of issues, including behavioral, physical and health, death and dying and end of life decisions, to help locate lost animals, talking to animals in spirit that have already crossed over, past lives, energy healing, and much, much more. I offer remote and in-person animal communication and energy healing for all kinds of animal issues, as well as providing animal communicator training workshops and mentoring. So now let's get started with our Q&A session. So let's start with our first question. Basically, can anyone communicate with animals this way? And the answer is yes, of course, we all have the ability. It's a human ability. It's not a gift. The gift is in learning it, but it is a human ability. This is how all animals communicate with one another. All of the vocalizations that they make and the sounds they make are usually warning calls or calling their mate or their... their um they're young in, but usually they um, communicate telepathically with each other, and that goes for different species. So we are part of the animal kingdom. So human beings do have the ability to be telepathic. The problem is we weren't taught this in schools. It wasn't developed, and so we started verbalizing instead of doing telepathy. The next question I have is, What scientific proof do you have to validate what you're saying is true? My answer is I have seen success stories after success stories. I have um, many, many, many years of training uh, with an institute, with the Gurney Institute of Animal Communication, which has been around 30 years. And I have had confirmations from animals. There are beginning studies that are happening and there's a lot of studies in other countries not so much in the United States but that is changing now because I'm hearing that there are some studies under underway and I will be the first one to sign up if anybody knows any research studies going on sign me up so that is my answer for that one 
So the next question that I have is, I have a black and white long-haired cat named Princess. She's been soiling in the house for two years. Please help me know why she is doing this. So here is my answer on this one. There's many reasons. It's not one size fits all. It's not cookie cutter like animal behaviorists will lead you to believe. It's not one size fits all. They may be trying to show or tell you something. And usually, unless there's a physical problem, which can be ruled out with a veterinarian, then they may be trying to show or tell you something. It may not be their issue. So it's with, with soiling in the house, it's really not one size fits all. There's things that can help with that and techniques that I can give you which can stop it. But from firsthand experience, I had a cat that was peeing outside of the litter box and was showing me over and over that this cat was reincarnated from another animal that I had. I had a dog that used to pee around the litter box, would never go in it, would go around the litter box because he would watch the cat. And so this cat, or my dog reincarnated into a kitten, and the kitten just kept peeing around the litter box, and I finally figured it out that this was a reincarnation issue. So there's not, it's not cookie cutter. So very individual. So if you have a case like that, you know where to find me. Okay, so let's go with the next question. How is it possible that you can communicate with animals at a long distance? And this goes for energy healing too. Energy healing and animal communication can be done remotely. How? This seems like an impossibility. Well, telepathy works just like a radio or internet. When we send and receive audio, video, and images, etc., it's up to the receiver to adjust their dial or tune into the frequency of the IP address, or if we're talking about a radio station, AM or FM. So it's the same thing. We can tune in by calling up the animal. The way we call up the animal is with the picture and the connection to the person and the area that they live in and with their name. So I, when I tune up, tune my radio dial or whatever you want to call it into the frequency of a specific being, whether I'm doing a healing or a communication session, I am tuning into the frequency of that being and inviting them into a conversation. If they don't want to talk, they don't want to talk. They have their own, you know, uh, free will. I can't force them to chat with me. So I tell them who I am. I tell them what I do. I tell them I can talk with animals. And I asked if they would like to chat that their person sent me for whatever issue it is. If I'm doing an energy healing, I look at their picture and I call them up the same way. So this is all remote. You do not have to be standing next to a being to do any of this. You can, but you don't have to. And it's actually easier when they're not right in front of you. Because they're, when they're right in front of you, your verbalizations take over. So that telepathic skill is harder because what we were taught in schools and the way we were raised to communicate takes over so it's actually easier to com communicate them from a distance first and then I can go visit them and then they know who I am okay the next question which I think is a great question how do you know when you're getting the truth from an animal that's an excellent question because animals can lie. 
just like people. Sometimes they don't want to tell us things. You know, take, for instance, a physical issue where they know they're going to be taken to the vet. They may or may not want to talk to me about that. And a lot of times I have to establish a rapport with them, just like with a human. You don't just start talking about personal issues. So you establish a rapport with them. Sometimes they don't want to talk about it. I talk about other things. I'll change the subject about their favorite toys and their favorite activities and foods and everything. And then they'll start to trust me. And then I can talk about things. And I've done this long enough where I have an intuition about if an animal's not telling the truth about something. Um, and then I will, I will, I will stop. I will let them see my heart and my intention. And I do this energetically as if I'm sort of meditating with them. And I ask them, I'm like, can you see my heart and my intention? And they say, yes. And do you trust me? And they always say, yes, I trust you. So I'm like, okay, can we talk about this? And almost 99% of the time, they will agree to talk about whatever. But that's an excellent question. Okay, next question is, can you communicate with animals who have passed on? This is one of my very favorite things to do. It's to talk to an animal in spirit. You have to understand that the body dies and transitions and the soul is eternal. The soul does not ever die. So it's the soul that you're talking to. It's not the physical body. So when they transition out of their physical body, what we call death is a mere crossing over into another dimensional plane into their spirit body. And that is spirit or soul I can easily talk to it's very easy it's actually easier than talking to an animal who's in a body so it's it's amazing it's quick and uh, a lot of people ask me you know like they're sort of on the fence with animal communication like they're doing it naturally but they're like you know I got a gray fog I couldn't talk to my animal all of a sudden did he pass well, my answer to that would be no, because if you got a gray fog, you're, if, if they passed and crossed over, as long as it wasn't in that moment, it's very clear communication, clear, concise communication. It's almost like the fog has been removed. It's the opposite. So I would say no to that one. Okay, next question is, do you believe in past lives? and animals that have been humans before. My teacher that taught me does not believe in this, says that you can't go backwards. But I had a few cases, especially early, early on in my animal communication training a long time ago, that proved to me otherwise. And I've had a lot of cases since. Um, so I believe that, yes, you can have had a lifetime as a human and come back as an animal, but you have to have a reason to come back as an animal. And I had a case a long time ago where the, the, the dog didn't act like a human and went through this whole factually accurate, I could Google, verify it, look up all the dates, the names, the surnames, the wars, everything. And it was factually accurate. I mean, to a T, things I didn't even know about. 
And I asked them, like, why are you a dog in this lifetime? They said, I needed to learn the lesson of humbleness. I said, well, you chose the right body. So they can come back and go back and forth, but there has to be a reason that they go from human to animal. The other thing that I wanted to say is that animals incarnate in soul families with us. So they're in soul families with us. We come in and out of different lifetimes together in soul families, and that includes our pets. So, yes, we have been around together many times. And here's a question, which is one of my very favorite questions. How is it possible to communicate with an animal who lives in Germany and you speak English or any other country for that matter? The great answer here is that telepathy is a universal language. Universal language. It means your mind is receiving a thought and translates that thought into whatever language you use. So it doesn't matter if the animal was trained in German or another language. It translates the thought for you. That is the greatest thing about telepathy. It doesn't matter what language you speak. It is universal. So if we were all practicing telepathy as human beings, it would be an amazing world because we would not need a translator or any kind of Google translation. We would not have language barriers. It would be the most amazing world that I would like to live in. The next question is, how can you be sure you are not projecting your feelings onto the animal? That's an excellent, excellent question. And something that I talk about when I am doing the animal communicator training. Because that can happen. If you are not used to doing animal communication or energy healing or anything like that, you can project your thoughts onto them. And so what we do is we wipe away any preconceived judgments, preconceived notions. What you think it is is not necessarily what it is. It may not even be close. So if you have any judgments about what you think something is, you wipe that slate clean, literally. Put it aside. You know, you may think what you think, but you put it aside. I literally uh, imagine like a dry erase board and nothing there or like a slate and nothing there. Or like I told somebody else to imagine a cloud, you know, just look at the cloud. I mean, just wipe your, your mind of whatever judgment you think it is. And you ask them what it is and you listen to what they say, not what you think. So excellent, excellent question. The next question is, what is the difference between an animal communicator and a pet psychic? That's a great question, too. So animal communicators are doing direct communication with the animal. So I'm directly talking to the animal. I ask questions. They answer. Sometimes they ask me questions. I answer. You know, we talk to each other like like in a therapeutic session back and forth. That is animal communication and it's telepathy. Okay, so we're exchanging thoughts, words, and images. Whereas a psychic, a pet psychic, they're not necessarily talking to the animal. They're, they're using their psychic abilities to get an answer as to what's going on with something. So it's not a direct one-on-one -on -one communication. The next question is, can you talk to all living creatures like a slug or a caterpillar or an octopus? 
And the answer is absolutely yes. But do they want to talk to you? So animals in the wild, they're kind of going about their own business. And sometimes they'll, they'll interact with you, but sometimes they're, they couldn't care less about humans walking by. They can hear us all the time. They ignore us. So basically, they can hear all of our thoughts, all of our chaos, everything in our mind. They're like, oh, my God, I can't take this human. So they walk away from us, you know. So they can hear us and they don't want they don't wish to interact with us. If a wild animal comes to you, that's entirely different. That means they want to interact with you. And and sometimes you can interact with animals in the wild. So when I'm at the beach, I talk to the fish in the water and they all swim around me and they tell me things and I ask him if I could be part of their school and so I'm talking to all the little fishies when I'm swimming and then when I walk on the beach I'm talking to the birds and I tell them that I'm a friendly you don't have to fly away you know and so they all stay there and one time somebody came up behind me and they said I've never seen that happen with the birds what did you do I go well actually I'm an animal communicator and I talked to them and I told them you know just take me to your leader that I want to talk to your leader and that I'm a friendly blah, blah, blah. So yes, we can talk to all kinds of species of animals. But of course, the ones that deal directly with the humans or under human care, they're the ones that really want to talk to us because they're trying to get our attention. And this next question is, does an animal not want to talk to you sometimes? And like I just mentioned, yes. You know, like I talked about with the wild animals or with animals that don't want to talk about a pain or a health issue because they know they're going to the vet next or, you know, um, there's some shame issue going on where they're ashamed that they did something bad. So, yeah, you know, they could kind of hide it, but I kind of coax it out of them. I talked to them for quite a while. So um, the ones that are under human care who do want to talk to us, I will coax it out of them. So yes, they sometimes do not want to talk about issues. And this question I love, can you talk with plants? Absolutely. Yes. I talk to trees all the time. I have long conversations with trees. I'm starting to learn how to talk to the plants. I have developed a green thumb finally, because I ask them what they need. And they tell me, and if you doubt this, there's a book called The Secret Life of Plants, where they actually hooked them up to electrodes. It's pretty astounding, that book. Now, here's a fantastic question. What does it sound like when an animal talks to you? So personally, I am clairaudient. So I am clairaudient, so I actually get a voice with a personality, and I can hear their personality and their voice just like talking to a human, so I can describe their personality to their person in great detail. And, you know, I can also ask them about their personality, but I get actual audio. But not all animal communicators are the same. We're all different. Some animal communicators only get images. Some only get thoughts about things. You know, I mean, I get audio. And I get images, and I get feelings, and I get empathic pain, and all of it. So we're all different in this aspect. The next question, do animals have a sense of humor? Absolutely, yes, they have a sense of humor. In fact, I, ha I do pro bono work for the Honolulu Zoo, 
And I have talked to a Malayan sun bear a couple of times for a couple of different issues. And I am telling you, this Malayan sun bear is like a comedian. He tells jokes with me. He like jokes around. He even flirts with me. And it's quite astounding when they joke around with you. That means they have a very light, happy personality. Um, so yes, they do experience all emotions, just like human beings, including humor. This next question is similar. What do dogs, cats, birds, etc. think is humorous? They think the same things in life are humorous that we do. Simple things in life. So they, they experience the same kind of emotions that we do. This next question is a really good one. My animals fight sometimes. It seems like one is teasing the other. What can I do to stop them from fighting with each other? Let me just say, if I got a case like this, it sounds like a mirroring case where sometimes they are mirroring people in the household. For example, if a husband and wife are fighting all the time, sometimes the animals will be fighting in the same way. They'll, it'll be like a ring match. And so they are mirroring what you need to see, what's going on with you too as opposed to what's going on with them, but they are just merely reflecting what's going on in the household. This is not always the case. I'm just giving a mirroring example here. It could be something else. It could be that they're actually not getting along. So the important thing here is to find out the root cause, not to, you know, make judgment calls about what you think it is or isn't, and certainly not a cookie cutter approach. You know, as I if you've listened to my other podcasts, I talk about the cookie cutter approach just isn't, isn't how it works. And so the important thing is to find out what's going on in your individual household with your individual animals and what's going on. Because if it's mirroring, it needs to be addressed in one way. If it's their issue, it needs to be addressed in a different way. This next question is similar. What can I do if dogs seem jealous of each other? So again, I'm just going to say we need to find out the root cause here of what the jealousy is all about. You know, it could have been some trauma earlier in their life as a puppy. It could have been a past life trauma. It could have been that, you know, this animal is mirroring the humans in the household or something about jealousy. So, you know, we need to find the root cause and address that cause. This next question is about animal reincarnation. Do animals reincarnate? If so, do they try to find us again? The answer is absolutely yes. If an animal is part of our soul family, as I mentioned, we reincarnate over and over with each other, and that includes our animals. And so any animal that's in human care, whether they're in your private care or in human care in a zoo or sanctuary, where they are front and center with the humans as opposed to being a wild animal. Those are the ones that are in service. So they, uh, I know people get angry when I say that, especially with regard to zoos, but I've talked to many, many, many zoo animals, and they all tell me the same thing. They have chosen this lifetime to be teachers for humanity. They have chosen this incarnation to be front and center with the humans where they can learn. 
So they have chosen their lifetimes and so have your pets. They have chosen the incarnation with you. And so when they come back, I can ask them if they're coming back to you, what what being they've chosen, you know, how you're going to find them, what will be the signs, if they're going to come to you in dreams or whatever, and find out if they're truly coming back to you. So yes, they do reincarnate with us over and over. And the last question I love, do animals want to communicate with us? What do they hope to achieve? So animals absolutely want to communicate with us. They, for um, many, many years, may have been trying to communicate with you, but you're not hearing because you don't, you know, know that you have the ability. And so they may have never, ever spoken to a human who talks to them back. They have never, ever been heard or acknowledged. So that is just... It lifts their spirit. Their spirit soars after they're heard and acknowledged by a human. And especially, you know, where it can be shared with their person. So they love it. They love, love when they're acknowledged for their intelligence and who they really are. So absolutely, positively, yes. That brings us to the end of this episode. I hope you had a much greater understanding of the inner workings of animal communication. Book your animal communication session now or join me for an upcoming animal communicator training workshop. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain as well as opening your mind, heart, and spirit to your deep connection with your beloved animals. Visit my website at animals-speak.com or email me at lowlyjaneanimalcommunication at gmail.com. And lowly is L-O-L-I-J-A-N-E, lowlyjaneanimalcommunication at gmail.com. Join us next week for episode 13 on equine animal communication and energy healing. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. And were as amazed as I was when I first learned about animal communication and energy healing. And I don't know if you can hear the birds in the background, but as I'm doing this podcast, all of these birds showed up and started singing. So there are birds on my patio singing right now. It's amazing. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed the show and please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and follow and subscribe for exclusive content. As always, love and gratitude for listening to the Lowly Jane Animal Communication and Healing Podcast. This is Lowly Jane. This podcast was created, produced, recorded, researched, and edited by Lowly Jane. And this is a product of Lowly Jane Animal Communication and Healing.